God has been really lucky, but he knows God's in control and God is directing his steps. And uh, I thought that as we move into a new year, it would be really good if we spend a little bit of time this morning just reflecting on that theme, that God is in control. See, none of us know what 2008 is going to bring. None of us know what is going to happen in the next 365 days. I think it's 366 days, isn't it, because it's a leap year. But no, no one knows what's going to happen. We can't count on very much in 2008. We can't count on the world being a better place. We can't, can't count on there being world peace. We can't count on the economy being strong. We can't count uh, on, on us staying in good health. We can't even count on, on us or the people around us being alive 366 days from now. But uh, there's one thing we can count on. We could count on it in 2007 and we can count on it in 2008. And that is this. God is in control. No matter what happens in 2008, God is in control. Psalm 115 said, says this. Our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. See, whatever God wants, he does. Nothing can stop him. Nothing uh, is beyond him. He is utterly sovereign. He is, he is the sovereign ruler and he's completely in control. And this morning, as we, as we think about heading into 2008, I just want us to reflect on three implications of this truth. Three implications of the truth that God is in control that's going to help us as we move into 2008. And the first implication is this. If God is in control, then your plans are limited. If God is in control, your plans are limited. It's a time of year, isn't it, when we we do a lot of planning, we reflect on the year that's passed, and we think forward to the year ahead, and we might have all kinds of plans and dreams and ambitions for that year, Maybe they're in the the form of of New Year's resolutions. So we think, this year I'm going to start doing this. Or or this year I'm going to stop doing that. Or maybe uh, we've got plans about where we want to be in life 366 days from now. Maybe we've got plans about uh, getting married or uh, starting a family or plans to, to get a job or plans to achieve financial security like Del Boy and Only Fools and Horses this time next year we'll be millionaires See, we, we make all kinds of plans this time of year and people say the sky's the limit well that's not true our plans have a limit because ultimately we're not in control of our lives God is Proverbs 19 verse 21 says this Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. So you might well be making plans for 2008, but it's God who will have the last word. And we know that's true, don't we? We know that uh, things don't always go the way we plan. God often overrules God often has a better idea than we do. I'm sure we've all experienced that in our lives. Your plans are limited because there are so many things that are not in your control. So many things that are not under our control. 
So part of maturing as a Christian, in fact, part of maturing as a human being is recognising that, that much of what goes on in the world is outside of our control. You are not God. You are not in control of everything that happens. See, there are, there are some things that, that uh, we have influence over, some things that we can control, some things that we can, we can do something about, but then there's a whole load of other things that, that we just can't do anything about. They're out of our control. And uh, we need to recognise that and accept that and, and focus on the things that we can do something about. And, uh, and we need to accept that these other things, they're, they're not in our control. But we don't need to worry about them. We don't need to sweat about it. We don't worry about it because we can... As Christians, we're not just sort of leaving them to fate. We're not just sort of resigning ourselves to them, saying, oh, stuff happens. But we're entrusting them to, to the God that we know, the God that we love, the God that we know loves us. The problem is that uh, so often we just focus on these things, we focus on the things that are not under our control. And, and the problem with doing that is that it just leads to worry, it leads to anxiety, it leads to stress. And actually it, it, it takes our time and our energy and our attention from focusing on the things that we can actually do something about. So maybe uh, as you think about the year ahead, you're, you're spending all your time worrying about these kind of things, worrying about what's going to happen in your job, worrying about the credit crunch or house prices, or worrying about uh, getting ill or dying. But for the most part, these things are not under your control. We need to entrust them to God, and we need to focus on the other things that we can do something about. And I guarantee you, if, if in 2008 you can do that one simple thing, if in 2008 you can do that, you can accept that some things are not in our control and we just leave God with them and we instead focus our attention on the things that we can do something about. If we can do that, then, then you will be less stressed, you will be less anxious and you will be more effective in your life. But we're only going to be able to do it if we remember and we really believe that God is in control. So does that mean we, we shouldn't make any plans? Does that mean uh, we shouldn't have any goals for 2008? Well, no, the Bible encourages us to make plans. But we've got to make them uh, with the understanding that there is a sovereign God who's in control, not us. So we need to make plans recognising that God might well overrule them because he knows best. We can't be presumptuous. We can't assume that we know everything. We need to be flexible. We need to be open to God changing our direction. And again, that's part of Christian maturity, recognising that uh, we don't know everything. Recognising that God knows better than we do. As as I grow older, I I realise more and more how much I don't know. When I was 16, I knew everything and my parents knew nothing. It's amazing how wise they became by the time I was 21. And the older you get, the more you realise you that your best plans, your, your best efforts are only ever tentative. They're, you're not in control. God is. Your plans have a limit. See, ultimately, what matters is God's plans, not our plans. What matters is not the plans that we make, but the plans that God's got for us. And so what we need to do, we need to make sure that our plans are in line with His. 
Proverbs uh, 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. So we ought to pray about our plans, rather than just simply making up our own plans, our own ambitions for the year. We ought to be asking God, uh, as Hannah reminded us in, in her prayers, we need to be asking him, what do you want me to do? And one prayer that I've found myself praying more and more in the last few years is, is, is that, Lord, what's the next step? Lord, what do you want me to do now? And that's a good prayer for you as we move into 2008. Lord, what, what is the next step? What's the next step with my family? What's the next step with my business? What's the next step uh, with that relationship that I'm in? What's the next step uh, with my ministry? But so often our prayers are more like this. They're more like this. Lord, I'm going to do this. Please bless it. Maybe you've been making plans for 2008. Have they been like that? Instead we should start by praying, Lord, I know that you've got plans for me. 2008. Please help me to see what they are. I want to be part of what you're doing. I want to be part of what you're blessing. Lord, what do you want me to do? So because God is in control, your plans are limited. And secondly, because God's in control, your problems have a purpose. As I said, none of us know what 2008 is going to bring. None of us know what is going to happen. But uh, I know this, not all of it is going to be good. I'll be honest with you, there will be tough times for you in 2008. And uh, in fact, maybe some of you are already in those tough times as as we move into the new year. And the thought of 2008 just is incredibly daunting. As you look ahead, maybe you don't see any end to your problems, maybe you don't see any way out of your situation. Well, just because uh, you're a Christian doesn't mean that nothing bad will happen to you. It doesn't mean that you won't have any problems. But But it does mean this. It does mean that your problems have a purpose. See, because God is in control, nothing happens by accident. God doesn't let anything enter the life of a believer without his permission. And it might not be easy to see that purpose at the time, but we need to trust that there is a purpose because God is in control. Romans 8 tells us, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God is at work in all things, even the bad things, for your good. So whatever 2008 brings, if you're a Christian, then you can be sure that God has a purpose in it. And uh, as we look at the life of of, uh, Joseph over the next few weeks, we will see a great example of that. Joseph's brothers mistreat him, they sell him into slavery, uh, he, he ends up being falsely accused of rape. He gets sent to prison for a crime he doesn't commit. All kinds of bad things happen to Joseph. And Joseph didn't know how it was all going to pan out in the end. 
He didn't know what would ultimately happen. But he did know that God was in control. And so he knew that God was at work in these things. And afterwards he could look back on them and he could say to his brothers with confidence, you meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. He understood that because God was in control, his problems had a purpose. So what should our response be to our problems then as we go through uh, the next year? Well, the Apostle Paul sums sums up the right response in 2 Corinthians 4. He's speaking about his own suffering, he's speaking about his own hardship, and he says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. See, Paul looks past the pain to the purpose. He looks past the pain to the purpose. And as we head into the new year, problems will come. And we need to learn to face them by, by looking past the pain to the purpose. Now, that doesn't mean that our problems will disappear. It doesn't mean that we, we won't suffer. We, we will still experience suffering as suffering. It will still be painful. It will still hurt. But because we know that God's got a purpose in it, we can face our problems with a sense of hope. It's a matter of perspective. If we look just through a narrow perspective, then all we see is the problem, all we see is the trial, and, and it will be painful. And there won't be any reason for, for, for joy or hope. But we need to enlarge our perspective. We need to see things from God's perspective. And when we do that, we'll still see the problem. And it will still be hard. It will still be painful. But we'll also see the goal. We'll also see the purpose. We'll also see that God is working through it to achieve a result. And because of that, there is hope. Even in the midst of hardship. So because God is in control, your plans are limited. Your problems have a purpose. And finally, and briefly, your prayers make an impact. So because God's in control, your prayers make an impact. In other words, they're not just a waste of time. They make a difference. Prayer works because God is in control. The person that we're praying to is in control. See, if God wasn't in control, then prayer would be just a waste of time, wouldn't it? It might have some therapeutic value, but it's not going to change anything. Have you, have you ever tried asking for assistance uh, in being q N- No matter how many times you ask, no matter how you phrase the request, no one is ever able to, to help you get what you want. And, and, and if God's not in control, then prayer is like that. It's a waste of time. You're, just, you're praying to someone who just can't help you. But, but God is in control. See, our first point was that that some things are out of our control. But that doesn't matter. Because we can entrust them to God in prayer. He's in control. He can control the uncontrollable. He can do what we can't do. Paul refers to him uh, in Ephesians as He who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. Not only can he do what we ask, 
what we pray for. But he can do immeasurably more than that. Immeasurably more than we can even imagine asking for. See, we make all kinds of excuses and we give all sorts of reasons why we don't pray. We might say, well, we don't have the time. I'm not disciplined enough. I find it hard to concentrate. I don't know what to pray for. But the bottom line is, we don't pray because we lack the faith that it actually works. If we really believed that, if we really believed it worked, that it made a difference, then we wouldn't let those things stop us. We pray. You see, it's our natural sinful tendency to, uh, to say, God's not in charge, I'm in charge. That's the essence of sin, isn't it? To, say, to, to put ourselves in God's place, to say, I'm in charge, God's not in charge. Then if God's not in charge, then, then prayer is pointless. So our, our natural sinful tendency will always drive us away from prayer. And because that's our natural tendency to think that way, then we need to constantly and consciously remind ourselves of the truth and remind one another of the truth that God is in control, not me. So my prayers make an impact and the more I understand that God is in control, the more I'll see prayer as a powerful, powerful tool for change in my life and in the lives of the people around me. So because God is in control, your plans are limited, your problems have a purpose, and your prayers make an impact. And as we move into the new year, as we, as we head into 2008, the best way for you to head into the new year is to acknowledge and remember that God's in control. Don't resist it. Don't uh, resent it. Don't fight it. Don't try and run from it. But accept it. Be grateful for it. Enjoy the blessing of it. Thank God for it. Because God's in control, nothing can devastate you. Nothing uh, that can happen in 2008 can devastate you. Because you know the one who controls everything.